I'm excited about preaching to you today from a, a strange, uh, I, I'll call it strange, and in that way you'll feel okay agreeing, uh, from a strange direction maybe. And uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to have a little, little lengthy reading, but it's not too bad, from Luke 19. It's 10 short verses. It really is short reading. And if you'll stand for the reading of the word, unless you just can't because of some health issue, then it is our custom to honor that first reading. And I believe that's a good custom. I do. Luke 19, 1 through 10, as far as my notes, historically, I haven't preached from this uh, setting, but maybe a couple of times in many years. And something just jumped out uh, fresh to me here. Let's read it. Luke 19 and 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. Isn't that crazy how all the politicians end up rich? And he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. Imagine that. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man... By false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham. This last verse, Jesus gives Zacchaeus a short rich guy from the top of a tree. He gives him his mission statement. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. In this setting, Jesus just takes a moment to tell the chief of publicans. And he's already making all kinds of excuses and telling the Lord what he does good and how he covers his tracks if he makes a mistake or has an accusation. He says all these things and Jesus comes back just to remind him, I'm just here to seek and save the lost. That was the mission statement of Jesus Christ. And I want to preach to you for a little bit on this thought, his mission, his mission, and I believe the Lord's going to touch us here today. One more time, 
Let's just thank him for his word. Lord, we thank you for your word, for what you're about to do in this place. Thank you for a special anointing. Touch us all. Let us receive it and respond to it. We'll give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let's love him one more time together. Come on all across this building. Let's just praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. Just hold that little thought and that little passage in your mind for a little bit because now we're going to talk about some things, several things. We're going to take a little bit of time, a few minutes, to talk about some more carnal things that, uh, that you are familiar with many of. And so I'm just going to just share a few things with you. And let's just stay focused because it'll matter later. The Federal Bureau of Investigation. Somebody tell me what that acronym is. FBI. Here's their vision. To be ahead of the threat. I looked at their webpage early this morning. To be ahead of the threat. That's their vision. Their mission to protect the American people and uphold the Constitution of the United States. Here's their priorities. To protect the U.S. from terrorist attacks. Protect the U.S. against foreign intelligence, espionage, and cyber operations. To combat significant cyber criminal activity. To combat public corruption at all levels. Protect civil rights. Combat transnational criminal enterprises. To combat significant white-collar crimes to combat significant violent crimes. That's on their web page today. Anybody know what Central Intelligence Agency is? Our vision to be the keystone of U.S. intelligence community that is preeminent in the world, known for both the high quality of our work and the excellence of our people. Our mission, we support the President, the National Security Council, and all who make and execute U.S. national security policy by providing accurate, comprehensive, and timely foreign intelligence related to national security, conducting counterintelligence activities, special activities, and other functions related to foreign intelligence and national security as directed by the President. Our core beliefs and values, we stand for intelligence that adds substantial value to the management of crisis, the conduct of war, and the development of policy. Objectivity is the substance of intelligence, a deep commitment to the customer in its form and timing. Listen to this. How we do our work, personal and organizational integrity, teamwork throughout the agency and the intelligence community, total participation of an excellence and diverse workforce, innovation and risk-taking to get the job done, adaptation to both a changing world environment and evolving customer needs, accountability for our actions, continuous improvement in all that we do. Y'all hear all that? And unless you need them, or unless they're needing you, none of that means anything to you. Anybody know what 
National Collegiate Athletic Association is? NCAA, their core values, well-being, fairness, integrity, and teamwork. To achieve the objectives of prioritizing education and being fair enough to help college athletes in their field of success. NCAA requires a supportive environment. Its core values have enabled the organization to create a culture that cares about the students and one that desires to do the right thing in the right way. What about Drug Enforcement Administration? The mission of the DEA is to enforce controlled substances, laws, and regulations of the United States and bring to the criminal and civil justice system of the United States or any other competent jurisdiction those organizations and principal members of organizations involved in the growing, manufacture, or distribution of controlled substances appearing in or destined for illicit traffic in the United States and to recommend and support non-enforcement programs aimed at reducing the availability of illicit controlled substances on the domestic and international markets and carrying out its mission as the agency's responsibility for enforcing the controlled substance laws and regulations of the United States, the DEA's primary responsibility includes, and then there's a list that's way too long to read for a long, long time. So you can go read that. But you know what that means and you know right up front what they're supposed to be doing. We don't know what they all do, but we know what they say they do. Amen. Does anybody know what an automated teller machine is? That's ATM. Check this out. Automated teller machine is an electronic banking outlet that allows customers to complete basic transactions without the aid of a branch representative or teller. Anyone with a credit card or debit card can access cash at most ATMs. ATM allows its customers to take care of basic financial needs as virtually, at virtually any time and any place around the world. A way to safely transfer money, make secure deposits, and cash withdrawals. I'm going to share one more with you. Does anybody know what American Telephone and Telegraph is? Here's their mission statement. To exploit technical innovations for the benefit of AT&T and its customers by in implementing next generation technologies and network advancements in AT&T's services and operations. In this statement, it's clear. We recognize as a service-based company with a responsibility to ensure its customers get maximum benefits from its technological activities. The emphasis laid on the customer also shows how much the company values its clients, and that is one element that inspires its progressiveness. The following characteristics relate to the mission statement. Advancing technology, AT&T revolves around technological innovations, improving communities, and entertaining people. That's AT&T. Now, I'm just going to run through this. There's the FDA. They got a website, too. That's the Food and Drug Administration. There's the FCC. Y'all know what that is? Federal Communications Commission. There's CPS, Child Protection Services. CSIs, Crime Scene Investigations. NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. 
DMV, Division of Motor Vehicles, DNC, Democratic National Committee, Committee, DOD, Department of Defense, DON, Department of the Navy, RNC, Republican National Convention, DOJ, Department of Justice, ATF is Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, ADA, American with Disabilities Act. We got the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention. Got the UPC, United Pentecostal Church. Got the ALJC, Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ, the COG, Church of God, the COGC, Church of God in Christ, the COC, Church of Christ, ESPN, NRA, PBA, NFL, MLB, the National Hockey League, and we can just go on and on and on and on. There are hundreds that you would recognize. And every one of these have a website. Every one of these have a mission. They all have a goal. But in all of these, even the churches, I don't find anyone that claims it can save anybody. Oh, Nelly, here we go. You could turn on a television, you could turn on a computer, you could turn on a cell phone, you could turn on a radio, you could open up a newspaper or e-paper, whatever you want to do, and every single day you're going to hear, you're going to read, you're going to watch, you're going to understand or recognize all of these things that are going on. Some of them you may like, some of them you may not like, some you may agree with, some you may not. None of that's even the point. I want to talk today about his mission. He's got a mission that's different than Professional Bull Riders Association or the National Hockey League or Major League Baseball or the NFL or the Department of Justice or the FBI or the CIA. He's got a goal that nobody else is even stupid enough to claim that they can accomplish. Oh, boy, here we go. I want to just talk to... A few people in particularly while we're talking to everybody today. First of all, we just read that uh, Jesus was all these places we read about. And, and he is. And then I told some places that I went. And, and, and there in prayer, I, I found Jesus. But I want to I just preach to some people. There's some people that come in today. Now, I'm fixing to preach. I want you to know I'm fixing to preach to you for about 15 or 20 minutes. And I don't, I'm not interested in getting political. I'm not going to get political. I'm so over it. It don't have no place here. It's divisive intentionally. I'm just not, not going to go there. Hadn't gone there in a long time. Not going to now. But I'm going to tell you that Every two years or every year or every four years, there's a new Savior born. We are, we are going to pull this nation together. Everybody will be loving everybody by January. We're going to get rid of every war, every disease. We're going to feed all the homeless. We're going to. And at the end of the day, what you find is this. All their pockets are big. They go in these state houses poor and they come out rich. How's that happen on an $88,000 a year salary? Well, it's not political at all. 
I'm telling you that we've got to learn to do something in the time we live in. And that's we got to start learning to trust his mission. Everybody else don't have a mission. They've got an agenda. We've got a mission, and we're part of the Most High God. His mission don't divide. It builds. His, divi his mission don't tear down, but it builds up. His mission restores instead of rejects. His mission will include all people, not just rich or poor or some certain color or from some certain language or some certain society, but he died for every single man that would have a soul that would be lost without him. I, I need just a little bit of monitor, Brother Sam, man. Thank you. I, I want you to hear me. Life Point Church cannot save you. We can introduce you to the Savior. Rusty Hathcock has never saved anybody. But I think he's used me a time or two, just like he has you in your witness. But I'm going to tell you something. There's one single individual Savior. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. There's one name that is above every other name. There's one acronym that is above every other acronym. I want to just preach to some people. You came in here embarrassed about your failure, and I'm going to tell you God don't care one little bitty bit about your failure because you're here today. You've let hell bring condemnation and embarrassment on you when Jesus Christ said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. It's not a place or a time to be embarrassed or bothered or worry about it. Nobody else is going to Savior. It's his mission. It's his mission statement. Well, I've been through a divorce. That was yesterday. I fell off the wagon back into drugs. That was yesterday. I can't kick the habit. That was yesterday. I can't quit gambling of my bill money away. That was yesterday. I can't keep that was yesterday. But today is a brand new day and you're sitting in the presence of a God that has authorized himself to deliver you from the grip of sin. I want every saint to hear me. The mission of the Lord Jesus Christ is to give you life and life more abundantly. He didn't expect us to just roll through and barely make it and barely survive and be poor and eaten from the side of the road or out of a trash can or remain sick or live in fear. But he said fear and faith cannot stay in the same house. I come to preach some faith today. God is my refuge. He's my only hope. He's my only strength. I appreciate all the work that the Centers for Disease Control is doing. And I trust in the fact that they're working hard. But I'm going to tell you what I figured out. My loved ones are still dying. My friends are still dying. They stay home, they die. They get out, they die. They go to work, they die. They go to church, they die. Why? Because it's appointed unto man once to die. 
After death is a judgment and eternity. And I want to preach to somebody in this place. If we have ever had faith in the word of God and hope in his nature, we better have it right now. Somebody needs to hear me. No, I'm not talking about not being saved. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm just saying we better get an internal understanding that Jesus Christ came to seek and save that which was lost. Healing was an afterthought. Healing was something to prove the point. Creation was something to make it a different understanding and recognition of who he was. But his one single goal, you're going to die. It's that simple. Unless we go to heaven, we're all dying. Unless we go into rapture, every one of us are going to die. We might as well just deal with that. But I don't have to die lost. Oh, but you don't understand. I'm fixing to cross some theology. I'm fixing to cross some teaching. I'm going to cross Narcotics Association. I'm, I'm going I'm to cross AA. I'm going to cross everybody here right now. And it's okay. I'll stand behind it. And I'm a proven candidate for all of those things. What can happen? You can go to AA and that's good. You can have a sponsor and that's good. You can have 10 steps to sobriety and I, re- and I honor that and I recognize that. But I'm going to tell you something. Something, some unregenerated man wrote on a piece of paper is not going to save my never dying soul. But once I get filled with the Holy Ghost, somebody needs to hear me preach right now. You can read all the self-help books and how to stay away. And I know all about triggers and friendships and and relationships. I'm going to tell you what we need. We need an old-fashioned altar of repentance and the refilling of the Holy Ghost and to be baptized in his name. That is the mission. Buy a book. Get better. But understand that 138-page Paperback ain't going to get it done. Believe it or not, what I'm fixing to say, it ain't got nothing to do with what you might tie it to. But I'm going to tell you, I am not talking about the safety of a virus. I wear my seatbelt. Well, the Lord's going to take you while you wear your seatbelt. Well, because I don't want to live with my face crushed. Everything ain't heaven and hell and everything ain't life or death. You do what you feel. I I know people that buckle their seatbelt and it stays buckled all the time behind them. They can't handle the ding, 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 ding. That's just trying to tell you how if you get in an accident, you may not die, but you could probably lose that eye. You know, there's all kind of stuff. And you can take anything to ridiculous measures. I ain't chasing devils. I ain't chasing snakes. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm not going to eat poison to see if the red letter's telling the truth. I'm going to do my best to take care of me. But I'm going to tell you what it comes down to. We better learn to trust in God. We better learn because it ain't going to be long. That's all that's going to be left. 
This world is collapsing around us and we have a mission. Come on, come on. Every riverboat will close, every bingo hall will close, every poker table will shut down. The FBI and the CIA and the USA and the EUA and every other A is going to fall. If you've put your trust in that, I'm telling you today that Jesus Christ has a mission. And he has made sure that somewhere in that mission, you are going to come in contact. And you are going to have an opportunity to reject the wrong and embrace the right. And, and, and again, I'm going to say this for the last time. I think people that know me, trust me, you wouldn't be here. And when I, when I talk, I, I, I tell the truth. If I get it wrong, I try to come back and correct it. Well, we spent 20 years and lost all these servicemen under presidents of every stripe, under DOJ and DOD of every kind, shape, size, color, form, language. We had help from all over the world. 20 years later, we're pulling everybody out. And, and that's fine. That, that, that's fine. The last president was going to do that. Now this one's going to do it. But here's what's already happened. We invested 20 years and the blood of our young military servicemen and women. And before we can get our last 3,000 people out, the people we defeated 20 years ago have already taken over an entire nation. What's the sum total of our bloodshed? That's too political for me. No, you missed the message. There are billions, some say upwards of 10 billion, while the World uh, Health uh, Organization would tell us somewhere between 7 and 8 billion. Some say there's people that have never been counted, that we don't even understand, that live in places and, and, and locations that are, that are foreign to any intelligence. Outside of satellites. Some say there's upward of 10 billion people on the planet. Some even say there's upward of 11. I don't know how many people there are, but I know how many saviors there are. Oh, somebody needs to hear me right now. One Lord. His name is Jesus Christ. He was robed in flesh. He came to live the life of a man. He was tempted and tried in every single way. He took stripes on his back so that I could be healed. He went to a cross and died and was buried and rose again on the third day and ascended to heaven so that I, we gotta make this thing personal. Some folks have ascribed that, that when you say the Lord's your personal Savior, that that's some kind of some deal that's foreign. I want to tell you something. I don't know about y'all, but he's my personal Savior. Well, now, that, that sounds like easy to me. No, that sounds like truth to me. Because I want to tell you something. When you go, you're not going to box your family up with you. You're not going to box your family inheritance up. You're not going to box up your co-workers. You're not going to box up any of these acronyms. When you go, you're going to go for you, and you're going to be judged personally. 
If we're going to have a personal judge, by all means, we better have a personal Savior. Well, anyhow. Let me share some of the mission that was shared with us from both the unseen spirit of God and the flesh of God in Christ Jesus the man. Listen to some of the mission. Upon this rock, I, he said, I, Jesus talking. Can you see him now? I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not come against it. Rebel against it? Uh-uh. It said hell's going to come. And people are going to go. But the gates of hell will never prevail against the onslaught of God's church. There's nations all over the world that are stamping out the use of the Holy Bible. If they find the app in your phone, that's the Holy Bible. You could face the death chamber. We ought to start reading right now how the church of the living God is under attack. I've got friends all over the world, some that I video chat with, that there's people being killed every single day. I've got missionaries and pastors that I talk to, maybe not on a daily basis, but definitely multiple times every week. And we're sitting here in this little bubble with one worry on our mind. One. And we've allowed that one to steal our joy. While we got people that serve the same God, that's repented of their sins, that's been baptized, taking his name on in immersion and burial. He said, those that are buried with me will rise with me. And they're in countries where a, where a tomato on the beach that somebody didn't want on their hamburger would be a meal. And we're sitting over here in air-conditioned buildings with sound systems that some say they can't hear and some say it's too loud. I got a solution for that. They're coming. A thousand flesh-colored earbuds. They'll be out there for your taking. Because if one came here, it's better than it being too loud for 20. We, we've got to make sure everybody hears. And if you need an earbud, we're going to get you one. Hearing aids on you. We're going to turn the sound system up. But we're going to get you an earbud. I walked in another church. And it said, for your hearing experience. And I said, boy, that is, that's it. That's it right there. That's the answer. If you want it quieter, you put in an earplug. If you want it louder, you make it louder. Well, glory anyhow. He said, upon this rock, this is part of his mission, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell, watch this, are not mobile. The gates of hell are the entry to hell and its eternal fire and damnation. Watch this, it's gates. How is it that the enemy could bring the gates to the church 
and wave them in our face. That scripture does not mean that at all. Here's what it means. It means that people in the end of time will storm the gates of hell and take back what hell has stolen and there's nothing hell can do about it but watch you take your family back. Upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Well, pastor, I've got this hang up. I'm so messed up. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's his mission for you to win. It's his mission for you to be saved. All right. I like what the, what the Old Testament writer said through the unseen God. Rejoice not against me, oh, mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in dark places, he will be a light unto my... Somebody needs to hear me. God has one mission. It's a mission of hope. It's a mission of salvation. It's an eternal mission. I think anybody that plans on getting in his way intentionally, where you can become part of the mission. I wish you'd just stand to your feet and thank him. God, I want to be in the way. I want to be in your way. I want to go. I want to make sure that I position myself in a place where your spirit can touch me. I dare somebody in this building to repent right now. I dare you. God, forgive me of all of my sin. Forgive me of every wrong thought. I'm, I'm flesh. I'm, I'm a flawed creation. But through you and by you, I can get back to my best days. Come on, don't let embarrassment come right now. None are going to make it without repentance. None are going to make it without a Savior. He's got a mission. His mission, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord is going to raise up a standard against it. What's the key there? The key there is to keep the Spirit handy. Come on. It's to keep the Spirit handy. What is handy? Close, near, internal. I don't want to face that without it. I want to be part of his mission. I want throughout eternity for some angel or maybe the Lord himself after all the people that make it to walk by and tell somebody boy you should have lived when he lived. He was a rotten scoundrel and I dropped him to his knees filled him with a baptism of the Holy Ghost turned his life around pushed something on him that he had rejected all of his life and I used him for a span of time you know what I want? I want to be part of the mission. Here's part of his mission. Y'all can do what you want to do. I love to preach to standing crowds, but it's up to you. Behold, I come quickly. Let me tell you what part of the mission of Jesus Christ is. One of these days, I don't know how it's going to happen. There's no clear story of how this is going to play out in eternity. But someday, our Lord and our Savior, the Bible said, 
who he is coming back himself to get his bride. He's not going to send an angel. He's not going to get together and make sure there's enough for a quorum to get it done. One of these days, he's going to step out on the edges of glory and he's going to make a hand signal or a voice or a gesture or he's just going to do it through some kind of understanding. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know there's going to be an archangel step out on the edge of eternity and one shrill trumpet sound is going to change. Somebody needs to hear me. Jesus Christ is coming back after his bride. I want to be part of the mission. There's not a job. There's not a friendship. There wouldn't be a girlfriend. There wouldn't be a boyfriend. There wouldn't be a husband or a wife or an employer or a church problem or a church situation. There wouldn't be nothing. I've had plenty of opportunities to have hate. I've had plenty of opportunities to be bitter. I've had plenty of opportunities to say I was done wrong and I'd be right in saying it. And every single time my heart would start to get infested with the worms of deceit. Oh. I'd be just about ready to throw in the towel. I didn't call on the FBI or the CIA or the PBR or the NHL or the NAACP or the ACLU. Hey, all of them's got their good place. Every single one of them. For entertainment, you can't hardly beat the NFL. For entertainment. But it ain't going to help you go to heaven. For better entertainment, go watch 400-pound men throw each other around a room with ropes. I hadn't seen that in a few years here. This will date myself. Does anybody remember Ivan Putsky? <laughs> or Johnny Valentine or Kabuki? <laughs> huh? The, 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 the Sportatorium in Dallas? Every Saturday night? Big, ugly, sweaty guys, some in masks. They didn't want nobody to know who they was. Oh, that's great for entertainment, but I'm going to tell you something. Kabuki ain't going to be blowing the trumpet. There was David and Kevin, Carrie and Chris and Mike. Two of them took their own lives. Other ones were killed and bad. And their daddy, Fritz, they were called the Von Eric family. He started that whole deal with the iron claw. I'm going to tell you what, I've been grabbed by a lot of strong men. And I'm just, I'm just going to bet if I'm gambling, I'm going to gamble that he ain't going to be able to reach out and grab me by my head and me just collapse. I'm going to be kicking him somewhere. come to down to that. Folks, y'all don't understand me. If I'm mad, I can walk off. If I'm scared, I'll bite your eyeball out. I mean, we're going in survival mode here. But here's what I'm talking about. None of your natural intuition is going to cause you to be saved. 
The WWE ain't going to help you. None of these other acronyms are going to help you. There's one mission. There's one God. There's one hope of eternity. Jesus Christ is his name. His mission is that I am saved first in my mind. His mission is that you are saved first in your mind. Watch, I, I got another one. Now, this one is for more of the crybabies. I'm just preaching now. No. No. I'm going to just stop right here. I'm going to just see if there's anybody in here feeling what I'm feeling. Somebody just finish what verse you think I might be talking about. Stand up and say it. Hey, now do it one more time, and I like that one, and that's the NIV. I want you to put the shell in this one. No weapon formed against me shall. There's no way, no how, from no direction, from no man, from no woman, from no government, from no acronym. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper no matter who I am or where I come from because it's his mission. Somebody needs to hear me right now. The bottle's calling you. You ought to stand up and say, not today, devil. The drug is calling you. Not today, devil. The thing that used to bind you. Not today, devil. The lust of the eye and of the flesh. Not today, devil. If you can say not today every day. I love it that you've been living for God 50 years. We don't have but a few of those in this room. But I'm going to tell you what. You better, you better concentrate on the next 50 seconds. Who was it? Reba Rambo or some old somebody. Who was it? Gibson's may know. Williams. Some of y'all might know. Fuller's may know. Most of our early elders are out vacationing or, or doing something else. One day at a time. I know some country singer took it and made it big, but we had an original. Who was it? That was, might have been the Rambos. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking for from you. Give me the strength to do everything that I need to do. Yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. Lord, give me strength to do everything one day at a time. I got in the church and tried to follow that, and I was like, she lost her mind. <laughs> One moment at a time, sweet Jesus. If you live one day at a time, that's a lot of opportunity for mistakes. You got to live from one decision, one moment. One second, one nanosecond, when that thought comes in your mind. Hey, man, let me tell you something. You need to read a book about every man's greatest battle. It's an older book, and it deals with the lust of the flesh. And I'm going to tell you what I learned to do a long time ago. A long time ago. Here's what it is. If she walks by and she's beautiful, there's nothing wrong with that. I've told my wife a thousand times if I've told her once, there's a pretty woman. She's modest. I like the way she carries herself. She's beautiful, and look on. 
Somebody said, why would you even say that? First of all, I'm not a hypocrite. And next of all, I need to just make sure everybody knows that I'm just attracted to my wife and any other woman. That was pretty easy to say, wasn't it? When he walks by, he can have muscles falling out of his jogging shorts. And I'm like, that dude's a buffoon. And that's just my nature. Here was my point. The Lord made some beautiful women. I'm not searching for them in some dark closet. I'm not looking them up on the internet. I'm not trying to see them scandally clad, if clad at all. We've got to be able to put it in our mind and say, you did good on that one, Lord, and turn away. You know what got David in trouble? He saw Bathsheba. He saw her bathing on the rooftop next door. Then he looked. First he saw her. Then he looked. Come on, men. Women, I don't know how all that works on y'all. I'm not even going to ask and don't explain it in this setting. But I'm just going to tell you, for me and my house, I got to live one look at a time. One website at a time. One text message at a time. One phone call at a time. I got to save my home and my family and my marriage and my freedom one moment at a time. And that is the mission of God. Hey, baby, just so they know, tell them it's okay. She said, I know where you're going home to. You know why? Because she's got a mission. You better all have a mission in your relationships. If you don't, it won't be long. You'll be losing it. Hey, let me give you one more. And this is not in order. This is just how it came into my mind. Knock and it might, could. All right, I've been 41 minutes. Come on. I need help. Help, I'm preaching and I can't shut up. <laughs> Knocking it shall. Somebody say that with me. Shall be what? Ask and ye. Seek and ye. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Let me just touch on this. I'm not a money preacher. I'm not a tithe and offering preacher. There's too many young couples that hadn't figured out why they're struggling. We had to pay the bills and that left us with, no, you should have took care of the bill. He'll multiply the fruits of our labor. I have a lot of people all the time say, Pastor, I finally started doing, I finally took that 180-day challenge you gave me, and I'm going to tell you, I got a new job, I got a promotion, I got a desk job, my salary's double, my wife gets to come home and be a mother. I want you to know I appreciate you telling me what's right and what's wrong. Why? Because God has a mission. The mission is for his church to survive and to make it and to prosper even in these challenging times.
Listen here, I got a couple more verses I want to read to you. John 10, 7 through 11. Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Come on, singers and musicians. Everybody else, just pay close attention. I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and kill and destroy. I am come, listen to his mission, that they might have life. It ain't enough to live, so it gives us the rest of the mission. And that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Y'all don't try to help me right here because it ain't going to be right. But I can hear the song right now. Ain't no grave going to hold my body down. It ain't no grave. Rust Half made it popular in the gospel world. Willie or Waylon or somebody else done it later. But going to hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound. I'm going to rise up out of the ground. Because it ain't no grave. Going to hold this body down. Somebody needs to hear me. His mission is, once I've been planted back in the earth's soil, heaven is one sound away. Woo! Get to Acts 2 and verse 37. Peter just gets through preaching the salvation message. Remember, Peter's the only one with the keys to heaven and hell and salvation. He's the only one with the keys to eternity. Jesus Christ is handed to them in the physical and the natural setting. He has given him the keys. And he says, whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Translated, whatever you say on that anointed day is what I will put down in eternity's records that it's going to take. It gets pretty simple. Because you don't find a plan of salvation during the Gospels of Jesus Christ. There's the prophetic of what's coming. There's fire coming. There's rain coming. Rivers of living water. The day's coming when you're not going to worship on this mountain, but you're going to worship in, the, in spirit and in truth. There's prophecies. There's the Holy Ghost and fire. There's the rain. There's the wine and the oil. And there's all kinds of prophetic utterances. The fact is, if it was put into a third category, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wouldn't be in the New Testament because the New Testament is the new plan of God. And that plan was not implemented until Acts. What was the plan? Peter got through preaching. Here's what happened when he got through preaching. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. Remember, he's holding the keys. He's holding the keys to death, to hell, and the grave. The Lord's got all those keys. But to Peter, he gave the keys to the plan of salvation and the hope of glory. Don't let that scripture get by you. There's one man standing 
now filled with the Spirit of the Lord on the day of Pentecost. You find it starting in Acts 1. And by the time he gets through preaching this message, when they hear this, just see Peter standing like this. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Ooh. And said, say it again. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? People have accused the spirit-filled churches and Pentecostal churches and other such type churches that believe in the infilling of the spirit of this being a candy stick. When this is not a candy stick, it's a fact on a stick. It's not our go-to verse. We go to the whole Bible. But the whole, ver the whole Bible escalates to a moment. The prophecies of Isaiah, the visions of Ezekiel, the prophecy of Daniel. We can just go on and on. They, they, they come to this one incredible moment. Joel 2 and 22. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh, sons and daughters and servants and handmaidens and, and on and on and on. It's all building up to right here. And they say, what do we do? And Peter holding the keys and the Lord having his ring and seal is waiting to hear the voice of Peter. And whatever he says, fact. I'm going to bind it in heaven as truth. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You're two steps away from the greatest promise humanity has ever known. Two steps. Two steps of being the richest person that's ever walked this planet. Two steps. Repentance and baptism taking on the name of the Lord. What name do you call when you need something? What name do you pray in? Do you use all 322 or 23 titles when you pray? I've never heard anybody say, bless this food. Thank you, Cornerstone. Amen. Thank you, Ruta David. Amen. Thank you, Brighton Morning Star. Thank you, Lily of the Valley. Thank you, Rosa Sharon. Thank you, Cornerstone. Thank you, Door. Thank you, Nail. Thank you, Witness. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Friend. Thank you, Husband to the Widow. Thank you, friend of the friendless. Thank you, way to the lost and a light in the dark. I mean, we go on and on and on and on and on. But we know all of that as Jesus. That's why I said call the name. Don't just throw two or three titles out there. Who are you trusting in? All right. Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the mission of sin, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, that's the mission of the Lord for your salvation. Now, my question is to you. Sinner, saint, young, old, rich, poor, doesn't matter what category in the world, it doesn't even matter. Literally, for real, it don't matter who you are. He's not a respecter of persons. God don't look out and say, oh, I'll do that because they're rich, or I'll do that because they're from uh, the United States, or I'll do that because they're in Haiti, or I'll do... Just saying it because I mentioned them. Every person here has the exact same 
calling card. You're as good as me, and I'm as good as you. But here's the fact. If we want to be part of the mission, we've got two steps and a promise. I can't repent for you. But you can come to this altar. You can bow a knee. You can lift your hands. You can do it ever how you want to do it. Right now, thank you, Facebook. We love you. God bless you. See you Wednesday. You can walk to the altar. And you can repent. I want us all to stand. We're closing right here.